Welcome to week 20 of the PBWF, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, presented by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy York, the leader of the Mayhem brand. And Andy, it's another go-home show to the final solo (laughs) pay-per-view of season one of the PBWF. Yeah, this is like... It's not our last pay per view, but it is. It, it is. It's in a weird way. It is. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this has been. I feel like this is. This isn't the pay per view we've been building to from the beginning, but it's basically like the most important one because it's setting up everything for the last one. So uh, it's kind of like the Rumble leading into WrestleMania, yep. Elimination Chamber leading into it. It's. It's very important because it sets a lot of stuff up that if we don't succeed at (laughs) then everything that we've been kind of building is like oh that was for nothing exactly oh this is this show is definitely important like it is incredibly like like i said it's the last one really that we're presenting on our owns last chance to really make a statement on our own because a month six who knows what's going to happen right six it's going to be wild (laughs) we don't Um, even know what's going to happen we really don't even know let's be honest (laughs) if you're just now joining us for the first time and you're probably lost uh, make sure you go back and check out the archives uh, available wherever you find your podcast. Follow us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have been doing this, like I said at the top, for 20 weeks now. There are 20 weeks of television and four pay-per-views for you to go back and get caught up on. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Probably going to blow your mind just with the amount of content that's there. Not necessarily that it's good or bad. Right. There's just a lot there. And if you're traveling for Christmas. Perfect time. Put it on. Especially if you're going to Buffalo. Exactly. It's like a 12-hour drive, 11-hour drive, drive. That's 12 episodes. That's 12 right episodes. Twenty. I mean, technically, you're caught up when you go up, and when you come back, you're caught up by the time. That's true. So, you know, you, you it's a perfect example. Perfect time. You ain't got nothing to do. What am I going to do? Listen to my wife talk for 12 hours, which she probably will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's if you're going on a family vacation, going on a trip, if you're not driving and you want to just listen to wrestling, right. put it in your ears and listen. There you go. It's gonna. It's good. It's good. You'll enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of fantasy booking and what yep. would happen if this happened and that happened and all that kind of stuff. So, be sure you are subscribed wherever you find your podcast. Go back and check it out. Let us know what you think at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, go home show. Andy is up first. Thirty minutes on the clock. Week twenty, building to pay per view number five. Here we go. All right. Let's put 30 minutes on and whenever you are ready. All right. <laughs> the crack in the system. They paint me a villain. I'm back with a vengeance like I'm a god. I can't be defeated. I am the reason. I am the source. I got a legion. The battle is mine. Do one to believe in. Break down the walls. Open the doors. It's hunting season. Give it 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mayhem. And tonight is our final show before High Voltage. And what a show we have for you. Drew McIntyre will go one-on-one with Finn Balor. We will hear from John Cena and Goldberg. And our women's, our Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair will go face-to-face before their match at High Voltage. But we are starting the night off with our general manager. For a minute, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Brought the authority music back for it, too. On your knees, (laughs) Triple H makes his way out onto the stage and down to the ring. The new general manager, the interim general manager of PBWF Mayhem after he brutally attacked William Regal two weeks ago. And last week was his first episode, and let's just say it was not uh, uneventful. It has been very eventful since he has taken over. And he gets into the ring, and he says, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mayhem. Now, I know last week was a shock to many of you, but let's be honest. Only one person knows what's truly best for business, and that's me. Unfortunately, there is a lot of cleaning up I have to do after Regal has ruined everything. So I did find a little... Here comes the PBWF World Champion John Moxley out to the ring from the crowd. He is walking out championship in hand as he is getting ready to face Kevin Owens at high voltage for that very championship thanks to Triple H making that match official last week. Moxley rolls into the ring. Uh, Kevin Owens, Jericho, and Samoa Joe have joined Triple H in the ring to protect him from John Moxley. Moxley stops basically on the apron and says, What's wrong, Hunter? Are you afraid of me or something? Why are you hiding behind your lap dogs? And Triple H says, Mox, you are stubborn. You know that? I mean, you haven't learned anything from our time together. I've always been one step ahead of you. But since you're out here, why don't we have a little preview tonight of what's going to happen at High Voltage? Later on tonight, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens will team up to face you and, well, a partner of your choosing. But before I was interrupted, before you rudely interrupted me again for the second week in a row, you didn't let me finish. So let me introduce everyone to the new co-general manager of Mayhem. What? Stephanie McMahon is here on Mayhem. She has been labeled the new co-general manager of Mayhem. Triple H says that there's too much to do, too much cleaning up. He's got to focus on everything else. Stephanie McMahon has joined the Mayhem brand here tonight, and her impact is going to be felt in a big way, I have a feeling, as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and we cut to commentary where Michael Cole says, well, we have just received word that it is official. Stephanie McMahon is now the co-general manager of Mayhem. But right now, we are joined via satellite by Goldberg. And Goldberg, first off, how are you feeling after the brutal attack a couple of weeks ago? Goldberg says, well, Michael, I got to be honest, I feel like crap. Bray did a number on me, and I heard what he had to say last week. He had the audacity to apologize to me and then threaten me right after. Look, I'm not going to waste any time. I know you just want to know if I'm going to be at high voltage. And honestly, for a while, I wasn't sure. But now, I have to. So, Bray, 
I hope you know what you've gotten yourself into. Because I'm going to do what I almost did several years ago to you. I'm going to end you. And all of a sudden, the screen starts to glitch out, and a distorted voice says, Be careful what you wish for. This is only the beginning. And we glitch back to commentary, and Michael Cole says, Well, we uh, aren't sure what happened, but we lost feed to Goldberg. But it seems <laughs> like he is somewhat ready to go for high voltage. But we got worried. We just need, we need to cut backstage. And all of a sudden, we cut backstage, and Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley are brawling all over the backstage locker room area. Keith Lee throws Lashley into the door, and then... Uh, gets sent crashing through the door with a running cross body. Both men are now out in the hallway. Lee stays on the attack, and the two men brawl all through the hallway. Out of nowhere, uh, Lee is sent flying into our cameraman. Everything is black. We have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. We come back from break, and Michael Gold says, finally, we are back on the air. It has been pure chaos tonight. All of a sudden, Keith Lee and Lashley are on the stage. They're brawling, surrounded by security. They're fighting all the way down to the ring. Everything is crazy. I'm never gonna be done on it. And Stephanie McMahon walks out, and she says, all right, all right, all right, all right. I've been here five minutes already, and I'm dealing with crap. Look, we don't need you to destroying this entire arena. So how about this? At high voltage, it'll be Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland for the Pure Wrestling Championship. And finally, security gets Lashley out of the ring, and Swerve, or Lee is in the ring. All of a sudden, from behind, super kick from Swerve out of nowhere, the third time in a row that Swerve has taken out Keith Lee from a super kick. He stands over top of him. Is this the picture we're going to get at high voltage in a couple of in, a, in, uh, in next week? And we cut backstage, and Renee Young is with Drew McIntyre. And she says, Drew, you have your opportunity to go one-on-one with Finn Balor tonight. What is your plan going into this match? Drew says, Renee, I'm going to do what I do best. Go out there and be the best professional wrestler on the planet. Finn, is going, uh, Finn isn't going to take this serious enough. So he will learn what happens when you underestimate the Scottish warrior. Mm. Cut back to the ring. And MJF is making his way out to the ring. His opponent is already in the ring, Sami Zayn. MJF is walking around, down to the ring. He's walking around the ring. He is standing face-to-face with Pat McAfee. You can already hear Pat just moaning and groaning, telling him to get in the ring, focus on what he's doing. Uh, He looks at Pat and says, you better be watching, Pat, because this is a warm-up for what's going to happen to you next week. MJF rolls into the ring, directly into a halluva kick. The referee rings the bell, but MJF rolls out of the ring just in time. Sammy shoots off the ropes, hits a huge suicide dive on MJF. MJF is in a bad way to start this match as we take a commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and MJF is in complete control. Uh, he has Sammy in a rest hold, starting uh, staring and yelling at Pat McAfee. Sammy is getting out of it, but MJF hits a forearm to the back of the back of Sammy's head. MJF looks at Pat, he smiles, he climbs to the middle rope, he goes for the Indy Sunrise, but Sammy catches him and pits him with a dead-eye pile driver out of nowhere, covers him one, two, MJF kicks out. MJF rolls in, into the corner, Sammy goes for the Huluva kick, but MJF pops him up into a powerbomb, covers him one, two, Sammy kicks out. 
Uh, but when he kicked out, he kicked out directly into the salt of the earth. Sammy is in pain. He has nowhere to go. Sammy Zane is forced to tap out. MJF picks up the win, and he is celebrating. But from behind, Pat McAfee's in the ring and hits him with a super kick, dropping MJF. MJF rolls out of the ring. Pat McAfee jumps onto the ropes. He's on the middle rope. He is yelling at MJF. He's telling him he is fully ready for him at high voltage in a couple and next week. I don't know what I'm going to say in a couple weeks. <laughs> We cut backstage and we see the Young Bucks walking through the hallway when all of a sudden they bump into Adam Hangman Page. And they say, look, Page, we had no idea what Finn was planning last week. We had nothing to do with it. And you saw how we handled it. It's always been the elite over the Bullet Club. Page says, yeah, I saw what you did at the end. But where were you when they were beating me up? Yeah, you ran out there, but you just stood there. So from now on, I'm on my own. And he walks and shoulder bumps into both of them as we cut to commercial break. Mm. We come back from commercial break and we see Finn Balor walking through the uh, the hallway towards the door of none other than Triple H. And he walks in and says, Hunter, we need to talk. I know. I wanted to know what you're going to do to the Bucks after what they did to me last week. Triple H says, Finn, well, to tell you the truth, I haven't had much time to think about it. But you've given me a great idea. How about at high voltage, it'll be you, AJ Styles, Jay White, and the Good Brothers taking on the team of the Young Bucks and three partners of their choosing and a no-disqualification 10-man tag. Finn is furious about this. He storms out of the office. Triple H just goes back to work as we cut back to the ring. And the 16-time world champion, John Cena, is here with us tonight as he is looking forward to his massive matchup with CM Punk at High Voltage. And we got to be honest, John Cena has been very quiet, it seems like, in this entire field of feud. It seems like it's been Punk taking all the shots and bringing everything in. But John Cena slides into the ring, microphone in hand. He says, you know, I I haven't said much the last couple of weeks. And that is because... Well, I've learned whoever is the loudest is always the weakest with something to hide. So the question is, what does CM Punk have to hide? And I think the answer is pretty obvious. Punk is trying to hide the fact that he is afraid of me. He thinks that he's always one step ahead, and for most people, that's probably true. But not when it comes to me. He's always tried to stay away from me because he knows he isn't better than me. And Punk is basically running out to the ring. He is furious. He says, how dare you? You think I'm afraid of you? John, if anything, you've always been afraid of me. You always had to politic your way around facing me because you knew these people worshipped me, but not you. You are still the dynasty that you hate. You are still the New York Yankees. John, but me, I'm a man of the people. I'm the man they come to see. The man they begged for over seven years to come back to professional wrestling. And now, I'm looking at the man who has always been in the way. And at high voltage, I will finally get past you. And Cena offers a handshake up to CM Punk. And Punk looks at it, reaches for it, but then slaps Cena across the face before bailing out of the ring. A rivalry of the decade comes to, the, comes to an end at high voltage. Who will walk out on top as we cut to commercial break? 
We'll come back from break. I'm on my and Bianca Belair, the number one contender for the Mayhem Women's World Championship, is making her way out to the ring. She thought she had the upper hand two weeks in a row on Becky, but Becky has proven that she is always one step ahead of everybody in this division. And Bianca gets in the ring, microphone in hand. She says, Becky, you think you have the upper hand on me? I'll admit, you got me last week. But don't overlook me. Don't look past me. I'm going to do what no one has been able to do for a long time. Beat you clean in the middle of this ring. And Becky Lynch is making her way out to the ring. Championship in hand. She is very focused, it seems like, over the last couple of months with this championship. Proving that she is the staple in any women's division and any promotion across the world. She gets into the ring and she says, Bianca, you really think I'm overlooking you? I respect you. I know that you are the biggest threat to my championship. I know that this match at high voltage will be the toughest match of my career, but that doesn't mean anything to me unless I beat you. You are going to become another name in a long list of people who stepped up to the man and got put down. Uh, the two ladies step face to face, but from the crowd, a, a massive individual jumps up from the barricade and takes Becky out with a steel chair, and they are beating Becky with their steel chair over and over and over again. And they slowly remove their mask. Ruby Soho, what is Ruby Soho doing? What is she doing here? She smiles and Bianca walks up and puts her arm around her. Does, does Bianca get the upper hand here? And Ruby smiles, but then hits a Pele kick on Bianca. What is she doing here? She is standing over top of Bianca and continues to beat down on her. This is a new side of Ruby we have never seen before. She goes over, she stands over top of Becky. She slowly removes her, her hoodie. She's wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt. What is she doing? Finn Balor and the rest of the Bullet Club are on stage as Bia as Ruby bails from the ring. Is Ruby Soho a part of the Bullet Club now? We're going to have to find out more on this as we take a commercial break. I like it. We come back from break and backstage we see Ruby and the Bullet Club walking through the backstage area. Renee asks, Ruby, why have you joined Bullet Club? And Finn Balor steps in and says, Renee... No questions at this time before they laugh and walk away. And now it is time for our tag team match. Kevin Owens makes his way out. The number one contender for the PBWF Mayhem World Championship. And he stops on the ramp and he does the NWO point back. Chris Jericho is making his way out to the ring. This tag team basically getting back together after years of being separated. The two men embrace on the stage before they start walking down to the ring, waiting on John Moxley. And we don't know who his opponent or who his, his partner is, but we're gonna find out right now. As John Moxley is making his way out through the crowd. His music finally hits. There we go. He's making his way out through the crowd. Championship in hand. He jumps over the barricade. Normally he rolls in the ring, but he walks around to the front of the ring, right in front of the stage area, and he points to the ramp area. He's pointing to the backstage area. There's silence. Hey, you're the one. Let's go. Let him walk to the 
Eddie Kingston is here. What is Eddie doing here? Eddie Kingston immediately comes bolting out of the stage area. Chris Jericho looks like he has seen a ghost here tonight. And all of a sudden, both men slide into the ring. Jericho and Owens bail from the ring. Eddie Kingston is a part of Mayhem, and he is ready to get this match started with John, with uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. And it looks like Jericho and Kingston are going to be the legal men to start this match off. Um, the bell rings, and Kingston immediately goes for the spinning back fist, but Jericho dodges it. He goes for the Judas effect, but Kingston dodges it and hits him with a right hook to the face. Jericho crawls back to his corner. He tags Owens in. Um... Owens comes in quickly, but Eddie sends him uh, f- Eddie sends him flying into the corner and begins to knife edge chop Owens over and over and over and over again. He shoots Owens into the corner, tags in Moxley. Moxley tries to go after Owens, but Owens very quickly escapes, runs over, tags in Jericho before bailing out of the ring. Jericho is yelling at him, but Moxley pulls him over the top rope onto the floor, onto the mat, hit him with a belly-to-belly suplex. Jericho rolls out of the ring. Owens is checking on him. But here comes Moxley and Kingston with stereo suicide dives taking out both men. Can Moxley and Kingston stay in, in control as we take a commercial break? <coughs> we come back from commercial break, and Jericho has Kingston in a bad way. He goes for the lion salt, um, but, J- but Kingston gets his knees up, rolls him up. One, two, Jericho kicks out. Jericho turns around, though, into a spinning back fist from Kingston, but Eddie is too beat up to go for the cover. Both men start crawling to their corners. Uh, Eddie tags in John Moxley. Kevin Owens realizes Moxley's in the ring and bails from the apron as Jericho goes for the tag. Jericho is shocked, but he doesn't know what to do. He turns around into a paradigm shift. Moxley holds on, stares at Kevin Owens, hits a second paradigm shift, covers him one, two, three. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley get the huge win as Moxley has a lot of momentum heading in to high voltage next week. And Jericho and Moxley, or Jericho and Owens are on the stage. Owens is trying to plead his case with Jericho. Jericho isn't really listening as he bails into the backstage area. And we cut backstage and we see a shot of Drew McIntyre and Finn Balor walking to the ring. Our, ring, our main event is next. We come back from commercial break. This week at High Voltage on PBWF Mayhem, the PBWF Mayhem Championship is on the line as John Moxley defends against Kevin Owens. Becky Lynch defends her Mayhem World Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. The Pure Wrestling Championship is on the line in a triple threat match as Keith Lee defends against Bobby Lashley and Swerve Strickland. Um, Pat McAfee on commentary says, I get the chance to beat up another douchebag as I go one-on-one with MJF. No rules, no holds barred. Bray Wyatt takes on Goldberg. John Cena and CM Punk have one final match in their history and just announced a 10-man tag with the Bullet Club taking on the Young Bucks and three partners of their choosing. But right now, it is time for our main event. Where's Mark Henry when you need him? Right. And here comes the Scottish warrior, the Scottish psychopath, the Scottish whatever you want to put in there. (laughs) Drew McIntyre, who we heard from earlier tonight, says that he is going to prove that he is one of the best in the world when it comes to wrestling. 
no matter if it's one-on-one, five-on-one, 20-on-one, he wants everybody, and he gets into the ring. And here comes Finn Balor with the rest of Bullet Club on the stage. And Finn gives a nice little two sweets to everybody, including Ruby Soho. And he tells him, don't worry about this. I got it myself. Everybody leaves, goes to the back. Finn Balor's doing this one-on-one. Will it stay that way? I doubt it, but we're going to find out together as this match is getting ready to get underway. Finn gets into the ring. The bell rings. And Drew immediately shows his power by tossing Finn all over the ring. Finn tries to separate himself a little, but Drew is quickly back on the attack. Uh, He clotheslines Finn over the top rope and to the floor. Drew shoots off the ropes and lands a huge tope suicida, but Finn or tries to hit a tope suicida, but Finn Balor catches him with a drop kick to the back in midair. Uh, Finn grabs Drew, throws him shoulder first into the corner, shoulder first into the steps. Drew is staggering back to his feet, but Finn drops him with a 19-16 on the floor. He throws Drew back into the ring, covers him one, two, Drew kicks out the last second. Can Drew McIntyre get back in this as we take a commercial break? We come back from commercial break, and Finn is climbing to the top rope as he's got Drew, as he's got Drew McIntyre hanging between the ropes. Uh, he goes, he's going for the coup de gras, but Drew McIntyre lifts himself up and throws Finn off the top rope, crashing to the mat. Drew goes for the claymore, but Finn catches him with a sling blade, followed by a shotgun drop kick in the corner. He climbs to the top rope and hits a coup de gras out of nowhere. He covers Drew. One, two, Drew kicks out again. Drew is in a very, very bad way. Finn Balor is pleading with the referee as we take our final commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and Finn is going for the 1916 again. But Drew breaks out of it. He hits Finn with a huge headbutt. Drew shoots off, uh, Drew shoots Finn off the ropes and drills him with a spine buster. Rolls him through into a future shock DDT. Covers him one, two. Finn kicks out. Drew goes into the corner. He goes three, two. One, but the Good Brothers slide into the ring. They miss their clothesline. Drew shoots off the ropes and hits a double claymore, taking both men out at the same time. Um, Finn tries to roll up Drew, but ro- Drew rolls it through and takes him out with a second Future Shock DDT. He goes back into the corner for the Claymore, but this time AJ Styles and Jay White are there. And they're holding Drew's ankles. He's not been a- he's not able to go anywhere. Finn takes Drew out with a forearm to the face. He goes for a second, but Drew headbutts him out of nowhere. Drew pulls AJ and uh, Jay White forward into the ring apron, forcing them to let go. He hits Drew. He hits Finn with another Claymore, covers him one, two, three. Drew McIntyre gets the huge win over Finn Balor, but before he can even celebrate, AJ and the Good Brothers and Jay White are in the ring, and they are just beating up Drew McIntyre. They are beating him down. And here come the Young Bucks down to the ring to make the save. And they slide into the ring, and they are standing three on five. They are still very heavily outnumbered and uh, going into this match at high voltage. Wait a minute. He said he was done with the Elite, but he's not done with the Bullet Club. As here comes Adam Hangman Page down to the ring. He slides in. He is ready for this fight, but they're still outnumbered. It is still... Five on four. Who's going to be the fifth man? What is going to happen as they're staring each other down? And here comes Kenny Omega, who we haven't seen in a long time. Kenny Omega slides into the ring. 
five on five. They are staring each other down. The crowd is in a frenzy. This match is going to be crazy at high voltage. The 10 men are just standing there, and all of a sudden, they just start to brawl all over the arena. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee bail from ringside because it's getting ra- too crazy. Paige ends up putting Jay White through the announce table. Drew Spears, Finn Balor, through the barricade. The Good Brothers and the Young Bucks brawl all the way up the aisle. AJ and Kenny are going at it. Have the Young Bucks found their partners for high voltage? It is going to be pure chaos. Join us next week for high voltage. Nice. (laughs) The whole time you were calling that main event, I was like... Kenny and Paige. <laughs> Kenny and Paige. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. It was. So, good stuff. You got to add Drew in there, too. You got to have Drew. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, and Drew getting the getting the dub. Yeah. Wow. I was I was shocked about that. Yeah, well, he hasn't got a lot of wins, I've realized, on, on, on my show. That's true. He has not. <laughs> and, you know, Finn's got his championship opportunity already locked That's, up, so he can eat a loss. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, car crash match for mm-hmm. the pay-per-view, of course. You got to have it. Uh, great promos with Cena and Punk. I Thank enjoyed you. that. That was really cool. Um, Ruby and the Bullet Club. Yeah. Glad that happened, but come on. It's like the NWO. Who's not in the Bullet Club, right? Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> they haven't had any women yet. So That's you true. Gotta, you just got to you gotta add a little bit. That's true. That's true. And Eddie Kingston. I've been honestly been waiting on that one all uh-huh. season long, yep. and it finally happened. Yeah, I didn't have a good spot for him, but I was like, I know I want to get him at some point. Yeah, I was like, yeah. well. We're at the end. Why not bring him in Why for not? this tag match? Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been waiting on him all season. There he is. Good stuff. All Stephanie right. joining. Stephanie. Yes, of course. I mean, like when he said co-GM, I was like, what in the world? And then that music hit. Oh, well, duh. <laughs> duh. You course. can't have Triple H in charge without Stephanie in charge. That is true. You cannot. That is very, very true. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Go home edition for high voltage. Good stuff. And here we go with revolution. Headed to Seasons Beatings, in case you guys missed that last week. That's an amazing name for a paper. Seasons Beatings. Here we go. All right. We are not starting with a package. We are starting with a shot of the parking lot. Bright red or bright yellow, sorry. Hummer pulls up and outsteps Seth freaking Rollins. (laughs) Dressed to the nines as only he can dress. As he gets out, he leans back in, and you can hear him say, Nah, babe, you stay. I, I think too much gold on one show will, will be too much for them. You stay here. <laughs> Besides, they might not let you in because they're probably not going to let me in anyway. Rollins laughs, and he closes the door. He walks towards the arena, and he stops. And into frame walks Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody reaches out his hand. Rollins shakes it, and Seth says, It's good to see you, Cody. Cody says, well, it's not good to see you, Seth. You don't belong here. You can't just waltz in here and take the title. And Seth does his laugh, and he says, well, I just did. Cody says, you know, I think we still have some unfinished business we need to take care of, and you also need to see yourself back to mayhem, but not with our championship. So how about this, me and you, one more time at season's beatings for the title. Rollins laughs. But as he gets ready to respond, Adam Cole walks into frame. Cole says, hey, boys, sounds like you're planning a party. Sounds like something I need to crash. And Rollins' smile quickly wipes off his face. Cody turns to Cole and says, sounds good to me. We never did finish what we started at War Games. And about that time, Shawn Michaels comes in and says, excuse me, pardon me, coming through. 
man, I really should work on my punctuality. Anyways, sounds like you guys are trying to make a big match here. So I'll tell you what, Cody, you and Cole, one-on-one in our main event tonight, and the winner will face Seth at Seasons Beatings. Now, now let's run along, boys. We don't need any trouble here. Let's save it for later. Hello and welcome to the Go Home Edition of Revolution. We're just days away from Seasons Beatings. I'm Tom Hannafin, of course, alongside Corey Graves and JBL. What a show we have tonight. Cody Rhodes and Adam Cole in our main event. The winner faces Seth Rollins. Beer Money will take on Edge and Christian, an Intercontinental title contenders match, and so much more on this loaded edition of Revolution. But right now, we're going to kick things off with our Tribal Chief, the number one draft pick, Roman Reigns, accompanied by Paul Heyman and the Usos. We will hear from Roman Reigns after this commercial break. We are back. The bloodline is in the ring. Let's see what they have to say. Roman raises the microphone and says, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just want you to know that I respect you. I respect the trail that you've blazed in this business, the opportunities you've created for guys like myself, Seth Rollins, John Moxley, Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, and so many others. You did that, Austin. There's no doubt about it. And you did a very noble thing by taking a leave of absence and addressing your health, putting this show in the hands of Shawn Michaels. I mean, honestly, who better? Shawn's a legend. He's done a fantastic job. But on the night he showed up, Shawn made a match that he, you, and everyone else will ultimately regret. A miracle on 34th Street fight between me and you, Austin. Now, I could care less about spreading Christmas cheer at the pay-per-view. I don't care how many halls we deck, how many bells we jingle. It's not going to be a Merry Christmas for old Stone Cold. Austin, listen to me and listen to me close. I respect you and everything you've done, but just because I respect you doesn't mean I like you. That being said, I am not going to be held responsible for what's going to happen to you at season's beatings. I will beat you within an inch of your life, so much so that by the end, you won't even be able to acknowledge the tribal chief. Uh-oh. We see a shot of the parking lot. It's Steve Austin coming on a monster truck. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. On the the path to the arena is blocked by another another big truck. What is this? Oh my gosh. Austin gets out. He asks the parking lot attendant if he can move that truck. And the guy says no. He says the guy's driving that black SUV over there told him to make sure it's parked here. It seems like the bloodline has blocked Austin's monster truck. Austin figures out that the truck that is blocking the way is a cement truck. And he gets in. Oh, no. Don't tell me. The bloodline freaking out in the ring. The Roman sends the Usos towards the parking lot, but it's too late. Austin's got the cement truck, and he's filling up the bloodline's SUV with cement. (laughs) Shades of the Attitude Era here. The Usos finally make it to the parking lot. They get thrown through the windshields of a couple of unfortunate cars. Austin seems like he is making his way to the ring. And here he comes. 
Steve Austin is making a beeline to the ring. Here we go. He and Roman exchanging rights and lefts. Roman with a kick to the gut goes for the Superman punch. Austin out of the way. Kick to the gut. Stunner. No. Roman rolls out with Paul Heyman. Roman gets out of Dodge. They are heading up the ramp to get out of here, but they won't have anywhere to run at season's beatings. Roman versus Austin in the main event. We had to take a commercial break. We are back and we see a shot of The Miz, Ric Flair, and Maurice entering the arena, but they're stopped by security. Miz flashes his Intercontinental title, tells the guard they're on the list. And the guard says, actually, you're on the do not enter list. Per our interim general manager, Miz is irate, wants to know what is going on. Security guard says because of their underhanded tactics the last couple weeks, they've been banned from the arena tonight. But for Miz to be prepared, the revolution after the pay-per-view, he's going to defend this Intercontinental Championship. Three of them storm off in disbelief as we cut to a shot of Brian Myers in the gorilla position about to head to the ring. And Matt Cardona comes up to him and says, hey, man, I've been calling you all day and I didn't hear from you. Why are you dressed to wrestle? Brian says, um, I had an early call time because I have a match. Didn't you? You're super late, man. Cardona says, wait, we have a match. I didn't, I didn't see that on the run sheet. Matt grabs a production assistant, gets a run sheet from him, and he says that this can't be right. Why are you on here and I'm not? And it's a singles match? Somebody's got to fix this. Brian says, well, sometimes those are the breaks, broski. And he heads through the curtain as Cardona throws the run sheet across the room in anger. That certainly didn't sit well with him, but Brian Myers has an Intercontinental Championship Contenders match right now. Let's see who his opponent is. Bro. It is certainly a formidable one. Here comes Matt Riddle. We will have this match after this commercial break. They don't drug test on Revolution? No, we do not. <laughs> we are back in the bell sounds in this one. Matt Riddle and Brian Myers. Very technical matchup to start with here. Series of exchanges and holds. Riddle shoots Myers off the ropes, catches him for the bro, Derek, but Myers reverses. Tombstone pile driver. First cover of the match. One, two, kick out. Myers firmly in control. He is wearing Riddle down now. Shoots him off the ropes. Follows him in. Myers slides under the bottom rope, tripping Riddle on his way through. Face down on the mat. Myers slingshot over the top rope. Leg drop. Hits Riddle. Covers him again. One, two. Shoulder up again by Matt Riddle. Brian picks him up, going for the Michinoku driver. Riddle slips behind. Bro mission! He's got it locked in! Myers has nowhere to go, but he gets ahead of steam, throws himself through the middle rope. Both men crash to the outside of the ring as we head to commercial break. We are back here. Tail end of this one. Riddle has gained momentum. He can put can he put Myers away though? Myers has been in control of the majority of the match. Riddle to the top rope, looking for the floating bro, but nobody home. Myers struggling. He gets to the top rope, looks for that heat-seeking elbow, but Riddle rolls out of the way. Crash and burn for Myers as well. 
two high-risk moves not paying off here. Riddle gets up senton on Myers. He puts Myers through the middle rope. He hits that Randy Orton draping DDT. He and Orton may not see eye-to-eye right now, but Riddle knows good offense when he sees it. Looks like he's setting up for the RKO. Grabs Myers, but Brian pushes him off. Brian goes for the spear, but Riddle, huge kick to the face, follows it up with a bro Derek. When Brian slips out of the bro Derek again, roster cut Larry at the cover. One, two, three. Brian Myers. A huge win, punching his ticket to face The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. All right, we cut backstage and we see Shawn Michaels in his office and in walks Taz. Taz says, Shawn, we need to talk. Shawn nods and Taz continues. First of all, you put our man Tommaso Ciampa in a lose-lose situation last week with an open challenge. Then you bring in somebody who's not even on the Revolution roster, which is impossible to prepare for. Sean says, well, Austin and I both reached out to Seth, thought he would be perfect for this spot, and since he's supposedly suspended by some buffoon running things on that side, we (laughs) jumped at the opportunity. And as far as Champa goes, I can see where you're coming from. I appreciate his willingness to be a fighting champion, though. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll add him to the main event tonight. It'll be a triple threat match for a shot at Seth Rollins. But Taz, hear me out. There better not be any shenanigans like we saw last week. Taz smiles, starts backing away and says, Pleasure doing business with you, sir, as we head to commercial break. Here we go. Time for some tag team action here. Beer Money making their way to the ring. Looks like Taz, Bully Ray. Oh, my goodness. Cross, Scarlet, Santana, and Ortiz. They are all out here. You think you know me. Edge and Christian are the challengers for this match. Here they come. They're outnumbered, but looks like they're rolling down a shopping cart full of weapons. What is this? They may be outnumbered, but they've got some equalizers. Oh, wait a minute. Here come the Lucha Brothers. What is it? They fist bump Edge and Christian. They sprint to the ring. The brawl is on. Aces and eights. Edge and Christian and the Lucha Brothers. Good luck to any referee trying to get control of this one. The Luchas and the tag champs square off. They start fighting through the crowd. They're essentially out of here. At ringside, weapons are being used. Bodies are flying everywhere. Edge and Christian somehow land a concerto on Killer Cross, taking him out. Other refs and backstage personnel are out here trying to get control, but it's no use. Somehow, Christian has gotten both Storm and Rude up on the announce table. He hooks Rude for a DDT, has Storm in position for the kill switch, and he plants them both through the announce table at the exact same time. What a move. That leaves Edge and Bully Ray. Bully has been busted wide open. He staggers to his feet. Looks like Edge is lining up to spear him through the barricade. What? From behind. Somebody in the crowd's got a kendo stick, and they're choking Edge. And this person looks like a a Christmas tree? Has a mask? We can't really tell who this is. Christian notices, and he hustles over, but Taz catches Christian in a Taz mission. What is going on? The Christmas tree lets go of Edge, only to turn him around and crack him over the head with a kendo stick. Taz is choking out Christian. The mask 
Christmas, man. It's just cracking Christian in the stomach with that kendo stick. The three of them get in the ring, Taz, Bully Ray, and the Christmas whoever. Bully has a mic and says, Edge, you want to play with toys? You want to mess with weapons? You've picked the wrong crew to do it with. Because with this Christmas creature lurking around, there is no stopping me. Speaking of Christmas, at the pay-per-view, it won't be a silent night, no, sir. It's going to be a bloody night. Because you see, Edge, we're going to do, what we're going to do, we're going to have various weapons gift-wrapped under a tree for us to use, since you like them so much. And in this bloody night match, the first person to bleed loses. See you at the pay-per-view. Wow, what a challenge by Bully Ray, but who is this Christmas creature? Obviously, somebody wanted to take Edge out, but nonetheless, it's a mess. A bloody night match at the pay-per-view, Edge and Bully Ray. We have to take a commercial break. What a night it has been here, and we have so much more still to go. Time for some singles action. Here comes the queen, Charlotte Flair. And her opponent, who is on a hot streak. Looks like she's set for a one-on-one meeting with Britt Baker at the pay-per-view, as we heard last week. Chelsea Green makes her way to the ring. Want to match this to be the bell sounds. Two ladies lock up back and forth, trying to gain an advantage. Chelsea shoots Charlotte off the ropes, goes for a clothesline. Charlotte ducks, goes for another one. Charlotte ducks again. Chelsea goes for a bicycle kick, misses. Charlotte off the ropes, spear. She got Chelsea with a spear, but it knocked her to the outside. Charlotte trying to invite her back in the ring, but Chelsea wants no part of it. Charlotte even holds the ropes for Chelsea to get back in the ring, but she is just not interested. Charlotte goes to the outside, starts chasing Chelsea. Chelsea around the ring. Chelsea slides back in. Charlotte follows. Chelsea hits a stomp as Charlotte gets back in the ring. The cover. One, two, foot on the rope. Great ring awareness by the queen. Chelsea can't believe it. She goes to set Charlotte up for the unprettier. Charlotte reverses into the backslide. One, two, kick out. Both women to their feet. Big boot by Charlotte. Followed up with a big knee drop connecting. Charlotte going to work on the knee. She could be setting up for that figure eight. She hooks the leg, but Chelsea kicks her off towards the buckle. Chelsea charges in, but Charlotte with a big back elbow rocks Chelsea. Charlotte to the top rope for the moonsault. Chelsea, though, pushes her off the ropes to the outside, crashing into the barricade as we head to commercial break. We are back. We're at the tail end of this match. Charlotte is in full control here, setting up for natural selection, but Chelsea blocks it. Charlotte takes the bump in the ring. Chelsea picks her up. Unprettier. She drags Charlotte to the buckle, goes to the second. All right, what? Here comes Brett's move, that Pittsburgh Sunrise or whatever they're going to call. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Is she here? Chelsea gets off the middle buckle. She's motioning for Brett to bring it on. But no, nobody's here. From behind, Charlotte rolls her up, feet on the rope. One, two, three. Charlotte Flair picking up the big win. Chelsea was distracted. Charlotte took advantage. Great veteran move 
by the Queen. What a crazy turn of events we have just seen. And it's going to get even crazier because we didn't see Britt Baker here tonight, but she will be in person next week at Seasons Beatings to confront Chelsea Green. Jeff Jarrett is going to take on an opponent of Shawn Michaels choosing in a singles match. Edge and Bully Ray in a Bloody Night match. All weapons are legal. The first man to bleed will lose. Two championships on the line. Ray Phoenix and Penta El Cedo Nieto. The Lucha Brothers will challenge Santana and Ortiz for the tag team titles. Seth Rollins will defend the world heavyweight title against the winner of our main event tonight and the miracle on 34th Street fight. A match in the making since day one. Stone Cold Steve Austin against Roman Reigns. Our main event, our triple threat match is next. After this commercial break. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Here we go. It is main event time. The winner gets a shot at season's beating Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. But here he is out first. Probably going to have power at the beginning of the show. <laughs> One of Seth's former adversaries, the American Nightman, Cody Rhodes. You know it's all about the And a former world champion here on Revolution. Didn't get his rematch after losing the title. It's Adam Cole, baby. And the man who lost his title last week, getting a shot at redemption here. Accompanied to the ring by Taz, it's Tommaso Champa. All righty, here we go. Wait a minute. The world champ coming out here to get a better view of this one. In fact, I think he's going to join us on commentary here. Seth Rollins is here. We will get this match started after this commercial break. We are back. Segment 10, triple threat match. Got underway during the break, hot and heavy. Uh, Seth Rollins again on commentary here. Seth, who do you want to face at the pay-per-view? And Seth laughs and he says, I really don't care. I have unfinished business with all three of these guys. And thanks to that big schnoz running things on Mayhem, I was given some time off. Big schnoz. So, so I'm at the top of my game. I'm ready to go. That's coming back. <laughs> Nonetheless, back to action here. Triple threat match. No count out. No DQ. One pin decides the challenger here. Tommaso Ciampa with a Cactus Jack style clothesline to Adam Cole. Both of them spill over the top. Ciampa lands on the apron, though. He's sitting there patting himself on the back, clapping his hands. But Cody with a baseball slide from behind knocks Ciampa to the floor. Champa gets back up on the apron, but when he does, springboard disaster kick by Cody takes Champa to the floor. Cody off the ropes, suicide dive up from out of nowhere in midair, super kick by Adam Cole to Cody Rhodes. What a shot. Champa grabs Cole from behind, tries to send him to the barricade. Cole reverses, chugs Champa into the crowd. Cole gets on the apron. Cody is just dangling there between the ropes. Uh, Cole grabs him, puts him outside on the apron, 
what is this? No, he's got a Panama Sunrise emblem on the apron. No, don't tell me. No, wait a minute. Off the apron, Panama Sunrise to the floor. Cody Rhodes is dead, ladies and gentlemen. He is just lifeless. Cole rolls him back in the ring. The cover, one, two. Champ is in to make the save somehow. Few minutes go by. Cole and Champa exchanging rights and lefts. No one with the advantage. From out of nowhere, Cody's back up. Springboard double Cody cutter on both Cole and Champa. What a move as we crash to our final commercial break. We're back here towards the end of this one. Adam Cole, he's measuring Champa for the Panama Sunrise. He comes off the stake. Champa catches him as he's going over. Hits the air raid crash. But before Champa can make the cover, there's Cody. Grabs Champa crossroads. He holds on. Hits a second one. Goes for a third, but Adam Cole hits a super kick on Cody. Followed by a bicycle kick. Bounces Cody off the ropes. Cody rebounds crossbody, but Cole rolls through. Has him up. Adjust. Yushigaroshi. Adam Cole turns around. Champa with a big knee to the face. He's got him set up for Project Champa. Cole slips behind. Backstabber follows it up. Super kick to the knee. Adam Cole goes to the second rope. Panama Sunrise. He nailed it, but he's not going for the cover. Adam Cole pulls down the knee pad. He's going for the last shot. But wait a minute. Beer money. Santana and Ortiz, they've hit the ring. They have jumped Adam Cole. This is all legal. There's no DQ. Nothing the ref can do about this one. Now they're beating down Cody as well. Taz gets up to Seth Rollins and he says, this is all your fault. And he slaps Seth Rollins across the face. The beatdown ensues. Here comes Rollins into the ring. He starts fighting back, but the numbers game catches up. Bully Ray plants Rollins with a Bubba Bomb in the middle of the ring. Champa gets to his feet, picks up Cole. Fairy tale ending. Wait a minute. What is this? Our interim general manager. Shawn Michaels, he has a microphone, he says, whoa, 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 just hold it right there. Now, I've bent the rules a time or two, a time or three, really, in my life, and I certainly know the rules of a triple threat match, but this has gone too far. Taz, I told you, there better not be any shenanigans, and this, this is definitely shenanigans. So, as the interim general manager, I am not only barring aces and ace from ringside for the rest of this match. But I am also removing Tommaso Ciampa from this match due to what has taken place. This is now a one-on-one match. Security, get out here. Security is out here trying to get some order. Aces and eights not going out without a fight. Can t- can Sean actually remove Champa from this match? I've never seen this happen before. It's a controversial decision. The match is going to continue, though. Security has gotten has restored some order. Cody Rhodes and Adam Cole start trading rights and lefts. Cole goes for the super kick. Cody catches a foot, spins him around. Crossroads. Cody holds on. Second crossroads. One. Two, three, that's it. Cody Rhodes has done it. Cody is the number one contender. The referee goes to raise his hand, but he gets spun around. He's face-to-face with Seth Rollins. Rollins holds the title above his head. They are nose-to-nose. What a match it is going to be at season's beatings. Two men again, still face-to-face, have not moved the title above their head as we fade to black.
Wow. Uh, <laughs> the mon- the monster truck and the cement truck at the beginning. That was, <laughs> that was nice. That was great. That was great. Uh, <laughs> Seth in the suit and all. The, yeah. Yes. That's fun. The big schnoz is coming back. I okay. Can, I can promise you that. That's definitely coming back at some point. Well, Sean's comment about the buffoon was more of like tongue in cheek. Hey, you know, yeah. we are what we are. Yeah. But then Seth with the schnoz coming yeah. in. Um. Yeah, that's <laughs> throwing Champa out of the match. That's I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Well, that's why we do it. It's innovation. That was very innovative. I, that was new. I liked it. That was that was great. What about the Christmas creature? Yeah, I don't know who that is. I have I have a guess, but I, okay. I, 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 I'll say it after. Okay. But okay. I don't know. All right. We'll know. see. It's interesting. Christmas creature bloody night match. I like that. It's a good thing Moxley's not in the match. That's that's very true. <laughs> First blood match, he would lose like instantly. Oh, yes, he would. Not even on purpose. Like, right, just, that's true. He just walks out and somehow starts bleeding. He's like, well, match over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Man, that's going to do it for week number 20, or episode 20, rather. Uh, weekly show number 20, not necessarily episode. <laughs> Man, it's been a long season. It has been. Um, but we are coming down to the wire. Pay-per-view number five coming up next week. Get ready. If you're not subscribed wherever you find your podcast, please make sure you do that. And then make sure you are following along at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the PBWF. We'll catch you guys down the road.